0: Hey everyone, it's Sherry Stahl, host of the Soul H2O radio and podcast show. I'm so excited you've tuned in for today's episode, Pushy Friends. I've got buddies Joe Amaral and Todd Stahl on as guests talking about the power of good friendships to help you get off the ash heap of past hurt and propel you forward to great things as they discuss how their friendship inspired the release of Joe's latest book, Get Off Your Ash, and how it relates to the story of Job. Take time to download one of the Soul H2O journal pages to help you dive deep into the teaching segment and quench your spiritual thirst at soulh2o.com/87 along with information about our guest. So, let's dive in to today's Soul H2O devotion and get refreshed. You have them. I have them. We all have them. Pushy friends. But are your pushy friends pushing you into things you don't align with or are they propelling you forward, not letting you stay stuck in the pits of past hurt, low self-esteem or mediocrity? Do your pushy friends motivate you towards God's purpose for your life? Proverbs 12, 26 encourages you as it says, The righteous choose their friends carefully, but the way of the wicked leads them astray. Another translation has this verse as saying, One who is righteous is a guide to his neighbor. But that's not really the message the original language is giving. The Hebrew word ter used here doesn't mean to guide, but rather to seek out, spy out, or explore. This proverb is directing you to seriously seek out the right type of pushy friends. Proverbs 18.24 reminds you that one who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin. But there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother, and that friend you want to keep. Proverbs 22 verses 24 to 25 provides a sobering word of caution when it says, Do not make friends with a hot-tempered man. Do not associate with one easily angered, or you may learn his ways and get yourself ensnared. Your friends can literally make or break you because you become like them. If they're good people, they'll inspire you to goodness. If they're complainers, you'll start to complain. If they fly off the handle and rage... Eventually, you'll become just like them, ending up with a version of yourself you never wanted to be. Have you ever had a friend who rubbed you the wrong way? The way they talked, walked, what they wore or said? Proverbs 27 verse 17 points out a painful truth when it says, As iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. Friends can scrape off the crusty parts of your character that you don't see. It will either happen in their kind but forthright words after years of watching their example or sometimes through an offense that cracks open a wound you didn't even know was there. A lot depends on who your friends are. Today's interview guests are a great example of how godly friendships can help sharpen you and push you towards the good that God has for your life. They won't be perfect and always get it right, but they will challenge you to be all that you can be. In life, you're gonna have pushy friends. Just make sure they're pushing you in the right direction.
1: Revive Our Hearts with Nancy DeMoss Walgemuth is committed to calling women to freedom, fullness, and fruitfulness in Christ. As the author of over 20 books and leader of the True Woman Movement, Nancy has dedicated her life to introducing and guiding women through biblical womanhood. Revive Our Hearts with Nancy DeMoss Walgemuth, weekdays at 1130 a.m., right here on Joy, hometown Christian radio for the GTA.
0: Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. Joe Amaral is a teacher, author, speaker, founder of Hope for Liberia Ministries, and good friend to my hubby Todd and I. He's led over 40 trips to Israel, hosted a couple TV shows, authored at least four amazing books, and was my first male guest on the show in episode eight as we talked about his latest book at that time, Story in the Stars. Today, he's here to discuss his newly released book with a shocking title and powerful message. And I have to make sure I get this right, get off your ash now for all of you who are shocked by the title don't turn the dial make sure to listen and hear how this comes right out of a story in the Bible that quite possibly could change your life Joe welcome back to the soul h2o radio and podcast show
2: man that was quite the introduction I hope I can live up to everything you just said (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> I know you can far exceed that Joe. I absolutely have confidence in you in that. Well, Joe, well, every you. yeah. <laughs> you're welcome. Every episode guest shares a Bible verse that inspires them or maybe a life verse. What do you have to share with the mm. audience today?
2: The verse that helps me so often is Joshua chapter 1 verse 5. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life, and as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave nor forsake you.
0: Such an encouraging verse. And Joe, can you just share a Bible study tool or tip?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's just kind of weird because um, I kind of use my own devotional that I wrote you know, for my weekly devotions. <laughs> it's called What Would Jesus Read? And as we're as we're getting ready to do the show, it was just it was striking to me that this week's reading, it's the eighth week in the 54 weeks of the uh, the Torah cycle. And the the message this week comes from, from Genesis chapter 32. And it's the story uh, of Jacob and Esau. And, you know, it's Jacob. He is nervous. He's a wreck because he's going to have to meet his brother after, you know, he cheated him and after what he did. And he's assuming the worst. He's already living in an anxious world. He, he doesn't know the result yet, but in his mind, it's going to be a bad result. And I thought it was interesting because we do that all the time. You know, mm-hmm. we, we live in a reality that's not yet existing and most likely will not exist. And so he kind of riles himself out. He sends out messengers to go soften the blow. Listen, you guys go talk to Esau and tell him we're cool. Tell him I've changed. Tell him everything's all right. And he really, <laughs> he, he's nervous. And then what happens, Esau comes and there's this, you know, incredible reconciliation. The brothers are united. There's all this beauty that comes from it. But... But Jacob was stuck in something that happened in the past and he allowed it to affect the present and he couldn't see a future where he could have a relationship with his brother. And as we'll see, as we get into the second segment, we start talking about the new book. This is exactly what what, what I'm dealing with is our past. Often it it keeps us you know, like prisoners, like 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 boats tied to a dock and we're hitting the throttle and we're trying to go forward and we can't move because we're so stuck in fear. And, and for Jacob, he was ashamed of what he did. He was embarrassed. You know, there was a lot of fear, anxiety. He didn't know what was gonna happen. And the story to me is just such a, a beautiful reminder of how no matter what's happened to us in the past and no matter how bad we think we screwed up a friendship or a relationship a marriage a job you know whatever it might be there's always hope for the future there's always hope that there can be reconciliation but the first step is is dealing with what happened owning up to it understanding why it went wrong Mm -hmm. and once you can deal with what happened and also a lot of times what happens in the past, we don't even realize it, it starts to affect the way we behave in the future because we assume that that past is the only reality because we can't see a difference coming. And so we start to behave and live according to how we behaved in the past. And it it changes our personality, it changes the way we behave and stuff like that. And so I just wanna encourage people that no matter what's happened in the past, you know, in relationships, that as long as we we confront it we deal with it we own up to it and we set ourselves free we you know we we unlatch ourselves from that anchor that's holding us in the past then we can enjoy today and we can actually think about a better tomorrow and for me that's that's kind of the nutshell version of what this week's torah study is all about is don't create a future that yet that doesn't yet exist or in fact may never exist you know, live in the now, deal with the past so you can have a tomorrow.
0: Joe, that is such great uh, advice. And I know this Bible study tool and tip, that comes from your book, What Would Jesus Read?, Really helps people see what Jesus was reading on a day to day basis. But this day that you're talking about in particular really does coincide with, you know, what inspired you to write this latest book. And, you know, Todd and I have been getting to know you and Karen, knowing a bit of your story and watching you through the last few years as you have personally had this experience of kind of. Getting stuck for a while in something really difficult, and maybe
2: mm-hmm.
0: you can start sharing just a little bit before the break about what it was that happened with you to get you stuck
2: I mean it's um it, it's something that's been you know incredibly personal. It's something that you usually don't share like you know on a national platform but as i was, as I was going through recovery and understanding my behavior in the present and understanding why I was becoming so anxious and fearful and depressed. And I was struggling with my sleep and it was affecting my relationship with my wife because I was becoming more irritable. And I thought, my goodness, you know, who, who is this guy? And I remember like, I remember the hell, I remember the prison that I felt like I was in for all those years. And my, my body began to manifest all kinds of symptoms and after a long long struggle my my memories began to come back of being abused as a as a young boy and realizing that that was the underlying problem that was that was making this change in my life that I wasn't even even aware of and so I didn't know how to deal with it I didn't know how to confront it You know, as as men, we're we're not encouraged to to talk about these kinds of things. You know, I'm thankful that Mm -hmm. in you know, that in the other that, that women are now boldly and openly talking about what's happened to them, but men have still been struggling. You know, we think, Oh, it's not manly to talk about being abused, you know, real men don't get abused and all this kind of nonsense. And so I was so afraid of speaking out and saying something because I didn't want to be shamed. I, I didn't want anybody to know, you know, the darkness in the past. And then you just you get to the place where you're like, "Listen, man, my past is killing my my present and it's mm. completely eliminating my future and if it keeps going this way, I don't even know if I'm going to have a future. I got to deal with this." And so confronting the past, confronting that shame and everything that comes out of that kind of an experience, it gave me a personal revelation. And then that's where the idea came to write this new book. You know, we'll explain what Get Off Your Ash means in a moment, but Mm -hmm. there's so many. People and men who are who are stuck, who are afraid, like God, what if I say what happened to me? Like what's gonna happen if I'm a pastor? What's what's my wife gonna think? What are my friends gonna think? What are my colleagues gonna think? And we we we, we stay in this prison that we've created. And the the kicker for me is that we're the ones who have the key. We can actually unlock Mm -hmm. the doors, but we choose to remain in the prison. And I got to the point where it was like, you know what? I'm done. I can't stay in this prison. I got to get out. I got to move forward. And if I can help, you know, people along the way, that's the goal. I'm Joe Amaral from episode 87, and my music pick for the Soul H2O radio and podcast show is Press On by when I'm
1: alone, when
0: I'm afraid. Nourish your faith with your favorite Bible teachers whenever you can. Connect to your global community wherever you are, and worship with an uplifting mix of today's top artists however you want. Download the My Joy Radio app right now and never view out your favorite songs, stories, or scriptures ever again. It's free and grants you unlimited access to on demand programs and podcasts, an in app Bible, and Joy Radio's 24 hour live stream. Get the My Joy Radio app today in iTunes and the Google Play Store. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. Today, I've been talking with Joe Amaral, but since this show is all about the impact of a good friend in your life... I also want to welcome back my best friend and Joe's buddy my hubby Todd the firefighter artist author of the men's devotional 40 days in the man cave and guest on episode 14 28 40 and now 87 because as you'll soon hear Todd helped play an integral role in helping Joe get off his ash heap and write his latest book welcome back babe
1: Hey, another big intro. I I love it. Thank you so much. Uh, This is great to be here. And I'm I'm pumped to be here with Joe and Sherry. So this is this is awesome.
0: Well, I have Todd on for this episode. I know it's all about Joe, you and your book. But when I read in the back, the acknowledgments, there's a note for Todd. And I Mm -hmm. couldn't believe it because, you know, I had in mind what I wanted to talk about on this show with you. But Mm -hmm you know, the power of friendships and because I know how this book came to be. But I want to read your acknowledgments. It says, I'd also like to acknowledge the tremendous contribution made by my friend, Todd Stahl. I knew this was the book I wanted to write. I knew I had it in me, but I just couldn't find the proper phrasing for the title. It was Todd who got me there. It was Todd who made the connection between what I wanted to say and the story of Job. I love how friendship can make such a difference in our lives to help us to get out of the past, you know, stop sitting on that ash heap and to move forward. And so maybe, Joe, if you could kind of tell a little bit of the backstory of how Todd helped you in this case.
2: Sure. I mean, this book had been brewing in my in my heart for a couple of years. Uh, Once I started moving through my own journey of healing and dealing with the abuse from the past and and kind of realizing, man, there's so many other guys, so many other people out there who have relationships that are just in ruins and, but they're stuck. And they just, like, I wanted to say something like, man, they just like, get off your butt and just go. But I'm like, you can't call a Christian book, get off your butt, what's the next best thing? And (laughs) um, (laughs) uh, I came, Karen and I went down to Leamington where you guys live and uh, we were having dinner with you guys. And I was sharing this whole idea about wanting, you know, to write this book, to help people, you know, like just get up, off your butt and, and move forward, let go of the past. And then Todd, you were like, hang on a second. And you left the room and I'm like, oh, yeah. okay, whatever, dude. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> you
1: came up with these cards, right? So
0: yeah. So maybe r- Todd, how you tell that yeah, part?
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I, as, uh, as Joe described it there, it just hit me. I'm like, I got to go downstairs and I've got to get these cards. So I had done these cards a few years ago and they were... Super simple cards. They had an old vintage phone on the front, and one of them said, Job called, dot, dot, dot. You open the card up. Very simple. It says, Job called. He said, get off your ash. And I brought that upstairs, and I just, uh, even now, like, I'm, my heart's kind of pounding about it because I just... <laughs> I I just felt like I knew that was maybe Mm. what Joe was looking for or what they were both looking for, like Karen and Mm. Joe. And uh, when he saw it, I think, I think, Joe, you just said, that's it. That's it. That's That's all you said. That's it right there. Yeah, that's
2: it, because it it just expressed what I wanted to say, but I never really made the connection to Job. And although you got me there because of the, the title. Well, then all the backstory, the illustration, you know, of Job 2.8, of Job sat on his ash. Well, what was his ash? And then that's where the book really started to come together because uh, in Job's context, the ash was everything that he had just lost, right? All of his animals, his workers, his family, and they burned all that. And usually you just spread ash on your body, but, but Job collects it all and makes a pile big enough that a human, like a full human male can sit on it. And I thought, oh my gosh, Job is sitting on his ash, right? Which is pain, anger, unforgiveness, confusion, shame, all of these things. and I left your guy's house that night with a book in my heart. I knew what it was going to be.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. And I love how it didn't just end there. The connection between you and Todd in this book, you mm-hmm. know, kept going. And you, you know, enlisted Todd in his artistic abilities to actually create the, the front cover for the book
2: yeah i mean todd is really gifted i think you did a a very unflattering character caricature of me years ago todd (laughs) i don't know what your problem with my nose is but uh oh man no but i knew you had the artistic the eye to give me you know what i wanted like we didn't want this you know 3d beautiful model like we wanted it to kind of be a little rough and and chalky looking and you said i got it and when you sent the first (laughs) draft we were like okay this is it and I love that. Now that's the cover of the book and it's, it's out now and it's all around the world. And you didn't just play a part in, in the phrasing of the title, but the actual logo of it. And we go back to your the whole title of your show, Sherry, which is the value of good friendships and how good friend, friendships go both ways. It's not just me sponging off of Todd or him sponging off of me. We're working together, blessing each other to make this incredible new product. I love it
0: hmm. Well, I have to be like completely honest. I didn't finish reading the book. I read the first few chapters, acknowledgements yep. and things like that. And it is captivating. But Todd, you actually finished the book in like a couple days, didn't you?
1: I, I finished it, actually. <clears throat> Joe had sent it to me um, quickly over the computer and he said, hey, here's a PDF of it. Have a look. I went downstairs. I know right where I work, you know, right where I was. And I sat there on the couch And I read the whole thing all, all Mm. at one time. And it was just, it was phenomenal. The way it's written, um, the, the captivating chapters, um, the ease that you, you write about something that's extremely difficult. And you Mm. know what, um, just the fact that this is a difficult circumstance and you showed how Job went from horrendous, uh, you know, a horrendous thing and how Mm -hmm. it it turned around and how he got off his ash, And it, (laughs) it completely, completely describes the whole thing about your cover and about the difficulties and the struggles. But anyways, I read the whole thing. And so I I said to Sherry, you know, when you overeat and you feel absolutely stuffed, I said, I read the whole book in one sitting (laughs) like that. And, uh, (laughs) I didn't feel, I didn't feel stuffed. I felt satisfied. And I even wrote at the bottom here, I enjoyed every bite like cheesecake.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And if you know Todd and cheesecake, that's saying a lot. Well, Joe, as we finish out this show, there was one section, uh, one chapter in the book that was extra cheeky title. But it, uh, you know, really, as we close about this book, (laughs) (laughs) chapter three. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Maybe just close with a little bit of encouragement for people to get the book from that chapter.
2: Yeah. So uh, so you guys helped with the title of the book. So boom, that was done. And then Karen said to me, it would be great if every chapter in the book had the word ash in it, you know, that would be driving people towards something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So your ash is what's in the past. It's what people have said about you that have anchored you to that statement, and we all have that. We, we can't even help it. We're not even aware of it. But because we haven't dealt with that ash, we haven't dealt with that past, that thing that's holding us, our minds go right back to it. So they'll say to you, Sherry, hey, I want you to do this new show. And right away, your head goes right back to the negative comments you received early in your life when you were told, "Nah, you're not pretty enough. You're not tall enough. Your voice is this or this or that. And we go right back to that old, awful pile of ash. And it, and it keeps us prisoner and this is what i was saying in in the beginning when we did the bible study part of it was we live in our past and we allow it to control us in the present and it robs us of our future because we can't get there you know it's like when you go to the middle of a lake and you drop your anchor and then you just put it in gear you're going to like you're going to throw out your boat you're going to wreck your motor you got to pull up that anchor you got to get it in the boat and then you can move forward And, uh, you know, that's what the whole book is about is, you know, hopefully your pain isn't what my pain was, but it's painful to us no matter what it is. And I want people to be able to go back and confront it and say, okay, this is what it is. Job had a pile of ash that he sat on. What am I sitting on? What do I keep defaulting to, to? What's controlling me? Deal with it. Realize who's contributing to it, who keeps piling on that ash and then cut that part of your life out, deal with it and then move forward. And when you can move forward, you can become the person that you've wanted to become. You can do what you've wanted to do because you're not afraid that, oh, if I step out, you know, if I write this new book, people are gonna think this, they're gonna say that, it doesn't matter, I've dealt with the ash from the past, I'm free and I can move forward. And that's what I want for every person who reads or listens to the new book.
0: Joe, I wanna thank you so much for what you just shared. And I know that is going to hit the heart of people listening. And Todd, thank you for being here, showing us what the the impact that a great friendship can be to help you get off of that ash heap and really start walking in the purpose that God has for your life. Thank you so much for being
1: here, guys. Absolutely.
2: My pleasure.
0: This week, I challenge you to take stock of the friends in your life. Are they pushing you into doing things or being someone you don't want to be? Search out and cultivate friendships that propel you towards the purpose God has for your life. Make sure you have the right form of pushy friends who help you get off your ash and do something great. Next week holds the second busiest shopping day of the year, and I don't want you to miss out on all the specials during the Stalls Black Friday Book Bonanza Sale. You'll be able to buy Christmas gifts at such discounted prices, you're going to think we went bananas. Then for Cyber Monday, the absolute busiest shopping day of the year, I'm offering special deals on both of my online courses. Get ready to save. From all of us here at Joy Radio, we're so glad you joined us for episode 87 of the Soul H2O radio and podcast show. Make sure to check out the show notes for deeper insights, links to the Black Friday sales, information about our guest Joe and how to get his latest book on soulh2o.com slash 87. I hope you'll take a screen capture while listening on your device and share this episode with friends and family on your social media to help spread the word about Soul H2O. Come back next week as we start our Advent series talking about hope for the holidays with Bible teacher and professor, Dr. Marina Hoffman. Until then, I'm praying you stay blessed and refreshed. We appreciate your support to help Soul H2O Ministries continue and want to thank all of you who partner with us in making this Joy Radio show a reality so people can come and get refreshed. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O Podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world.